What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. Each episode on here will feature leaders in the digital space to help entrepreneurs grow their knowledge and understanding of the Amazon and e-commerce world. Let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome to my corner of the internet. I'm your host, Ryan Kramer, and this is Crossover Commerce, presented by Ping Pong Payments, the leading global payments provider helping sellers keep more of their hard-earned money. What's up, everyone? Episode 37 of Crossover Commerce coming at you live on Facebook, on YouTube, on on not even Instagram, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. Uh, for those of you who are going to listen to this later, thank you, thank you for subscribing to our podcast on both Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume all of your uh, information or audio content. But today we have a really great guest today. Uh, today, our CEO and founder of AMZ One Step, his name is Kamal. Kamal Singh uh, of AMZ One Step. Him and I have been connecting, talking about different topics, and we're just kind of floating around. They're specializing in Amazon product photography and how they're going to use those different techniques to help you optimize uh, your Amazon listing. And the whole adage and saying is, uh, a picture is worth a thousand words. And this is what I've been using to promote this episode, so I'm super excited about it. I know it's not original, but I think it applies to specifically this topic. If a picture picture is worth a thousand words, it can also lead to thousands of dollars of revenue, both on e-commerce and on Amazon. So before we get started again, if you're, this is your first time listening to our show, welcome. Go ahead and add those comments uh, in those descriptions below, whether you're watching on any of the social channels or if you watch us and save this for later to consume it uh, at a different time when we're not live, go ahead and tag us in there and we'll make sure that if you have questions about a specific topic or idea that you have, um, if you're a seller, if you're a brand, go ahead and mention us and then we'll be able to connect with you in that regards. Without further ado, I want to go ahead and bring on our special guest, Kamal. Whoops, before I, I was telling you before, before I, uh, before I did this episode, I moved around all my monitors. So everything's different for me. So Kamal, thank you for joining us live. <laughs> no pleasure to be here, Ryan. It's uh, you know, uh, it's good talking to you once again. Yeah, I know we've been talking quite a bit just because of our businesses and where uh, what you guys are kind of focused on in 2021. Our solutions helping you guys out on a business side, but we're really excited to really just hammer home and dive into this expertise area where you guys are kind of the go-to people, if you will, uh, a growing agency. I would call you um, a newer agency. Um, but when we were talking through like all the different expertise areas, I really was focused on this uh, photography aspect because not a lot of people either focus on it, but it's almost like a segment of their portfolio, right? It's like, hey, we do PPC, we do listing optimization, and we do photography. But you guys really hammer home the photography fund. So maybe let's kick it off. Tell us who you are. Tell us your background and kind of where it lead to you uh, to where you are today here in 2021. Okay, no, perfect. Uh, so. You know, when I started selling on Amazon, you know, back in uh, 2015, so I started with the retail arbitrage. So I was, you know, uh, buying products from Walmart, Target, and just flipping them on Amazon. So so that's kind of how I started and then, you know, jumped off the uh, online arbitrage. Same thing, you know, buying stuff, you know, online and flipping it on Amazon. So then I, you know, started 
watching some YouTube videos and figured out, you know, what private label is. So I started, you know, a couple of uh, uh, private label brands, you know, started with the phone accessories. Obviously, that didn't work out uh, that. But slowly, you know, when I was doing more and more research, you know, private label did really well for me. And uh, where I'm currently in Edmonton, Canada. So I was organizing some uh, meetups, you know, I was just trying to bring Amazon community together. So a lot of people were asking me, uh, you know, what kind of, you know, photography services you use, who's your copywriter, you know, who's your freight forwarder. So I was just referring people, uh, like you go to this guy, go to that guy from, you know, mm -hmm. from, from there, you know, it came, the idea came that why not I start an agency and, you know, I have all those freelancers, all those, you know, people under my banner and, uh, that's how you know the AMZ one step started. So now we're, you know, we're a team of over seventy people. You know, with, with multiple offices in different parts of the world. So, so that's kind of uh, my journey uh, in Amazon. So in twenty eighteen, I have sold my Amazon brand and just now working full time on AMZ one step. That's awesome. So where did so where did the idea of that name come from? Is it something specific that's referencing point, or uh, obviously MZ refers to Amazon? But what's kind of that that title indicating for you? No, I get that a lot. So uh, so the idea, you know, when we started this company, you know, we're uh, the idea behind was that to, to become a one-stop shop for Amazon sellers uh, because so that we could provide most of the services. We just wanted to be the Walmart of Amazon. Uh, but our photography services, as you can tell, that you know it, uh, that has been you know super special. Our, our clients love it, and uh, you know our the brand has become from product photography. We do offer other services as well, but uh, photography, uh, listing images has become the uh, the major services. But so that's where the idea came from. We wanted to be one-stop shop for Amazon sellers. Sure, and that makes sense. So <clears throat> what about photography got you most interested? Uh, is your background in photography? Like what, what about photography kind of made it make sense for you guys to kind of form a business around and say, hey, we know that you know, this isn't a major like sexy component of everything, but there is a, a niche for us to kind of step in and provide these services or even just insight onto like what Amazon sellers can do to optimize themselves moving forward and really use photography, right? We are, you can't touch or feel these things on e-commerce. So you have to really dive into these different kinds of components of whether it's descriptions or whether it's just visual cues of what's going to make it stand out. What, what kind of like led you guys to that decision? Yes, you know, uh, you know, the common problem with in, in Amazon seller community is, you know, when they're looking for a product photographer, you know, product photographer. Uh, so let me take a step back. So Amazon photography or Amazon listing images, it's not just product photography. You know, it's it's a mixture of product photography. It's also about uh, graphic design, the market research and, uh, you know, and the art. So the, mm -hmm. when, when you combine these four things, that's where you know that's when you create a good listing images so if you hire a photographer he's going to do an amazing photos but those will not be amazon ready because on amazon you need some infographics you need lifestyle images which can talk to the target audience and there's a lot of time a lot of the photos if you notice that it cannot be done with photographer you need a photoshop expert to you know to to really tell the meaning behind that image so it's a combination of everything so what we notice that people are going to the freelancers they are really good in the editing but they're not good in photography or they go to photographer they're good in photographer but they're not good in infographics or or they're not good in, good in graphic design so these are all different 
parts of Amazon listing images. When you combine them together, it becomes a, a really deadly combination of great listing images. So, you know, we, that's where the idea came in and we decided, okay, you know, if we could focus on this piece and give everything to the Amazon sellers, so there was no Amazon specialized uh, agency who were doing photography. People were going to random freelancers or random regular photographers to get their product photo you know, getting get their product photographed. So that's where, you know, we kind of created this combination to deliver, you know, uh, a product to Amazon sellers. No, I love that. I mean, it makes sense because you have all these different like capacities and people just think, and even, gosh, I was talking on our first episode about like um, product photography and like who owns those copyrights. And maybe we can dive into that too. Like you as a seller, like who owns that? Is it you as uh, AMZ One Step or as a seller? But when we were chatting back with like the legal aspect of it all, the biggest problem was like copy and pasting like either branded products or uh, wholesale products that or from the manufacturer and just like uploading them through Photoshop or just taking them with your camera. And everyone knows that's a that's a very bad no no. Obviously for Amazon, it's not going to drive results. It's going to sink you to the bottom in your listing. Um, I've seen some pretty bad photography in Amazon listings, yeah. both as a shopper, but as also as a service provider. So kind of like what's the psychology about photography that uh, you guys really tried to tell what is there like stats that you provide in terms of like, Hey, it's bringing this much lift uh, to your sales from when we change it from X to Y. Um, what, what are those kind of basic high level key points yeah. that you always tell? Yeah, so if the listing is already up and running, so we know what the conversion rate is, you know, what's your, you know, impression, how many impressions you're getting. But after we, you know, uh, make the changes, we do new photography, upload new images. Uh, what happens, we can immediately tell how much conversion rate has been improved. Uh, that's what happens on the exist existing listings. But let's say if the listing is brand new, so you can't really tell, you know, how how to get the results. So our, if you're getting more than, you know, uh, five to, five to seven percent of conversion rate we consider it a good conversion rate the reason why because it's a brand new listing and you have no reviews if you have reviews then the conversion rate can be as high as you know uh 35 40 percent but anywhere if you have good reviews anywhere between 15 percent is considered to be a good good conversion rate so there's a, a metric in your seller central you can track uh unit session percentage that is your conversion rate and also you can check your impressions uh and click through rate so you can you can tell your results through people as well so there's different metrics that you can uh use to track if your listing images are performing well or not let's say if you're not getting if you're getting impressions but you're not getting clicks that means you need to work on your main image right, right. so uh i there's few things when people perform when the buyers perform a keyword search on amazon uh we think uh obviously that price and reviews are the most important thing but psychologically the first thing they look at is your main image if they search for the yoga mat psychologically they're going to confirm their confirmation bias okay this is the yoga mat and then they look at the price and reviews uh, but you know most of the sellers they think that reviews and price is important definitely it's super important but before that there's a psychological step to confirm that the keyword matches with the image and then they go to the price so so if you're getting if you're not getting good ctr need to work on your either product title or uh, or your main image and the main image uh, ryan that is the key to success on amazon you know we have tested it over and over uh, a good main image gets you a lot more clicks and if the things are done right chances are you have already got your uh, buyer in a funnel now you have one half the battle 
So now it's just a matter of conversion. The first step is getting, you know, click-through rate. Uh, spend as much time as possible on main images. A lot of people, they don't know what split testing is. It's absolutely necessary to do, you know, uh, split testing on main image. We can think as, you know, as a seller, oh, this is a good image, but buyers, you know, you will be surprised when you see the results uh, in the split testing. So, you know, it's always a good idea to do the split testing maybe with two images or three images and get the optimal CTR. And that will only come uh, with, uh, you know, with a great main image. Since we're talk talking about the main image, uh, there's like different ways to, uh, you know, to make your main image stand out uh, because Amazon's like super hard on, you know, Amazon's main image. They don't want any text or logo or badges. So, so there, you know, there's a few things that you can do to make your main image stand out. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So with that, with that being said, there's obviously almost like a playbook, if you will, that's um, that's somewhat updating constantly with all the TOS, but I would feel like uh, in terms of like what does well, obviously is the white background for that main image. What What's kind of the, the basics for that main image? What are you looking for? What do you try to always tout as like, hey, these are the key components that we look at um, and you should obviously have, has to have X, Y, Z. What are those top things? Okay, the first thing is, you know, when we're looking at the main image, uh, how unique uh, your images. If it's something similar to your competitors, chances are you're gonna share the click. You know, the click share. You're not gonna get the click because your main image looks like your competitors. So the first thing is how different or how unique we can create your main image. And second thing, obviously, you know, the quality of your main image. If the image is very sharp. You can tell in your search results. People can, you know, people can see when they're looking at twenty images. If you have a super sharp main image, people people can tell the difference that this is a high quality product. That is one thing, you know, we look at. And the next thing is uh, when you're doing the ed editing part, Amazon recommends that you should have eighty five percent of the image or the product covered in its main image. But you can go as high as you know, uh, maybe ninety five percent. Try to cover your product from corner to corner so that there's no extra white space. What that's going to do, that is going to make your product look slightly bigger than your competitors in search results. So that's going to stand out and that way you will get more clicks in your search results. So there are, you know, you can't really do uh, any graphics, text, logos. It's, a no, you know, Amazon doesn't like it. Uh, but what uh, other thing that you need to make sure is if you have, if you're selling in as a bundle, uh, make sure most of the packages, you know, most of the products, they are part of the main image. You know, you don't want to hide something and uh, just come up with a nice layout. So these are the only few things that you can do. And this will help you uh, help you make your main image stand out. But not to forget split testing is the most important, even though you're following all these steps, you still need to do split testing so that, uh, you know, uh, you can get mm -hmm. the best results, even 1% or 0.5% extra click share or extra impressions can be a game changer because your listing is getting tens of thousands of impressions, right? So even half a percent will, will get you so many clicks. So when you're touting these kind of split testing, are you, are you suggesting to sellers that they constantly are doing this or is it you do it for a certain amount of time when you're either launching or you're just trying out everything. And then when you start to see that natural lift from one over the other, you're just going to go with the one that's naturally converting more. What's kind of yeah. that process? Uh, if your listing is brand new or if you're just starting with, uh, you know, finding your optimal CTR, uh, you can do three or four times, you know, split testing in a month just to get just to get 
the best feedback once you know that this is the right main image i'm gonna go with you can do it every you know every quarter or every six months but you don't have to be that aggressive after that just look around your keep you know uh, just look through your uh, competitors see if someone has come up with a nice idea you can test that out too or uh, if your brand is registered with amazon you can go to brand analytics search for the keyword your main keyword and you can actually see what are the top three asins who are getting the most click share uh, so that's a really cool way to figure out you know uh, if your main image is doing good or not so if, if it's not you know see who's getting the most amount of clicks and uh, try to do something similar yeah absolutely uh, we did have a quick question from the audience and again uh, for people who are listening on LinkedIn uh, YouTube or watching on Facebook again definitely ask those questions real time and if it's as simple as this question like we're gonna make sure that you understand because we want you to walk away with certain nuggets uh, Lincoln Davis on uh, LinkedIn he asked the question what is split testing and that and that's a for you and me that's obviously an easy question to uh, answer but for a lot of people that are like I didn't know that you can do one versus another in certain aspects so what what would be your your best definition uh, Kamal in that Split testing is, is basically in simple words called A-B testing. So you have image A and image B as a main image. The first option is you can maybe upload image A and test it and check your numbers, see what's your click-through rate, and you know upload the second main image next month and compare your numbers. So that is one way to do it. But there are some really cool software out there. You know, uh, I personally recommend PicFu. It's $50 for 50 votes. You can you know give both options and you can ask the question to your audience hey which main image would you click on or which main image is you know is something you like you can ask any question any custom question and you can choose your audience as well you know uh, uh, let's say if you're testing main image you can choose amazon prime members who do a lot of shopping on amazon uh, you can do the same thing with your packaging design even before uh, uh, creating the amazon listing images when you're creating creating your brand logo or brand packaging design you can do split testing there as well so uh, i think it's a uh, i'm not too sure about the uh, pricing if you go more than uh, 50 votes but uh, that will give you results in about half an hour with uh, detailed comments that you know what exactly people are liking about uh, your main image so, so yeah testing two images is called is the split testing yeah, we actually had uh, Anthony Co. Francesco on and kind of did like a walkthrough, like a part A and part B of like their their solution. So this is a great shout out to a former friend of the show and then also Justin Chen, who is the CEO. Um, basically, the concept is around you can you can test out different concepts, whether it's in this case, image and photography, or if it's product packaging or logo, you can actually test uh, multiple different ideas in real time, get results back uh, from from uh, different audiences around the world or different segments that you want to actually test those against, whether it's like a older age group, a younger age group, male, female, so on and so forth. But they specialize in uh, obviously Amazon e-commerce, they do e-gaming and they also do uh, books and uh, in other images and stuff like that for, for uh, publishing. So great shout out to a friend of the show. And that's a great service because well, I think a lot of the thing image, a lot of the concept around that Kamal is People think that it will work in one thing. You could be partial to like, hey, that's my favorite logo or that's my favorite picture in this case. Uh, but yeah. you can be sorely mistaken and say like, that's not going to convert. People think like, what am I looking at? Or I don't understand the whole concept around this product. Pass. And like, I think our decision making is being, it's so quickly when you're scrolling on your phone or you're scrolling through on your computer, you have to make those impressions quickly. Otherwise, they're going to just move past you. So do you have any thoughts on like any of that concept or... 
or just uh, like yeah. what what what's the what's the main thing that you're looking in terms of that like that that's how you validate those ideas right with with uh, solutions um, like Pegfu. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, it's a, it's 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 a great software that you know you can use. It's not just for, as I mentioned, the main image. Uh, you can do but packaging design, logo design. You know, even your website page. Uh, yeah, so it's it, sometimes you know we as a seller we can be biased, uh, but the numbers don't lie. You know, when you actually look at the data, that is the, you know that uh, that is something we should follow. Um, uh, I did a you know I did a split testing. Uh, like in our office, you know, we have a team of uh, uh, photographers and stuff. So we ask everybody, hey, which image do you like? The photographer chose uh, what, how they were looking at the image, but our, you know, the research team and like someone who, like, who's not a photographer like me, we chose a different image. So every professional has a different mindset to how they look at things, but we need to think from the Amazon's buyer's perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Good point. And that, and that's always, again, that's not our first like thought process going into it. I think everyone has their own perception of what's going to sell and what's going to do better. So that, that makes complete sense in terms of like the, the hero image or the main image for the listing. So as kind of Amazon's evolved and grown, it's, it's kind of all the different things you can add in terms of like visual cues to your listing. Um, they've done it from the hero image to, I think that what seven images is what you can do now, plus a video for most listings is that is that yeah. the correct number okay so yeah. when you're when you're walking six through and one, yeah. six plus one sorry so yeah the math the math is seven so so if it's six plus one what are the main objectives in those other besides the hero image and the in the main image that we're talking about what are you trying to convey in those other uh selective and very uh, and this is obviously a small section that you have to get across every single aspect of your like how it's used what can you like where in the yeah. setting that could be used for what are the main uh, kind of takeaways that you're trying to push upon in that? yeah yeah so you know when when we're creating the images deck like let's say the seven images deck the first thing that we should do is understand your uh, target audience and understand your buyer and understand your product so these are the two things that we need to do first uh let's say understanding the product first you know when when you do receive a product check everything, you know, what are some of the features that this product offers, not them down, you know, let's say if you're doing, uh, let's say stroller organizer, okay, oh, this has extra pockets, or maybe this has a detachable pocket, um, you know, write down each and everything, what are the features and what benefit they provide to, to the buyer. So write down features and benefits, that is your product uh, understanding of your product you know uh, you'll be you know some sellers will be surprised uh, there there is a listing that we did uh, uh, you know few months few months ago it was uh, you know the client asked us you know it it was a grip strengthener uh, you could you could you know squeeze the ball and you can play online games and on your app you can actually tell uh, you know how strong your grip is so uh, that was the only you know feature or benefit explained by the client to us but when we actually did the research okay you know what maybe this is a silicon made we can use this as a stress ball now you're targeting one more keyword and now you explored one more feature or maybe you know if you do get an you know injury it's easy to rehab right it's a new it's a next feature uh, or new benefit you know it's a, it helps in the hand injuries and it's perfect for combat sports players or you know the boxers you know it's a good for them to so 
sometimes we think that the product only has one feature or one benefit but when you sit down and do your research you will come across so many other benefits that your product provides or so many other problems that your product can solve so write down everything that is your you know one part second part is who's going to buy the product let's say you're selling something for kids but it's not the kids who are going to buy that it's going to be either their mom or dad so what are the top questions that you know the mom or dad can have is it easy to clean maybe is it safe for my kids right so we need to understand from the buyer's mindset what exactly they are thinking and write down each and everything and the next part is also the research part it's going to your competitors negative reviews and positive reviews seeing what are some of the things that people are uh, mainly complaining about and look at the commonly asked questions so you will find so much good information from there and note it down and from there your whole story image 2 to image 7 it will automatically flow in a nice sequence you don't you don't have to go outside you don't have to go to an expert all you need to do is just take a step back think about all these things your whole storyline would you know uh, would be in front of you and let's say if uh, uh, let me give in one another example. So, yeah, so there, sure. there's a category, right? So we're looking at all the negative reviews and everyone is talking about instruction manuals missing or I'm not sure how to, uh, you know, how to assemble this one. All we need to do is just two images. One, write on infographics that instruction manual is, is included. If it's not, create an image which gives them instructions mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, or just, so these are the problems that we can solve with the images, which cannot be solved in a small bullet point or or, or a title, right? So so as you mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, that image speaks thousand words. So this is what you know it means that, yeah. So image two to seven, it flows naturally once you know your audience and once you know your product. Gotcha. I mean that that was beautifully beautifully put. And obviously, there's different ways to like shoot those photos uh, photos and have them listed. Um, maybe walk through the different concepts because obviously on your website, you list there like, Hey, it's like lifestyle image, a still image, or it's in action or with a model or what, whatever that may be. What are those like main mixes that you, you typically throw in there for this photography? Uh, so it's mainly three. There's one is hero shot that includes the main image and maybe one or two based on, you know, how complicated that product is. And the second is infographics. Uh, what information that we can tell the, you know, tell the buyers through text and images. So it could be the features image. It could be the dimensions image. It could be package includes. If when we write something on uh, the image, that is infographic image. And the next part is uh, graphic design. Uh, I mean, the lifestyle images. So the lifestyle images are, you know, that can be broken down into separate to either you go with the stock images or you go with the real life photography. So yeah, we can talk about that later. So these are the three main things that you're uh, looking at, hero, uh, infographics and lifestyle. But when you further break it down, there's like 11 or 12 different types of photos that you can create on uh, on your deck. It could be before and after, could be comparison chart, could be, you know, uh, features image or like yeah there's lots of different things that you can do but you only thing you need to keep in mind is these three things awesome so when when you're kind of going through those mix with people do you think that people try to do too much with the photography i feel like from my perspective i have like a visual communications background so i have a visual design i can see di things a different way and it 
a lot of times people just don't self edit themselves. They think like, Oh, I need to make sure like it, it, the baby is being carried and swaddled in like this blanket that I'm trying to sell. And I want people to be happy. And then I want to have like a logo on it. Uh, and all these different things. Do you have to almost like coach people through that concept of like, Hey, in this case, less is more, the less you're saying, the more they can interpret uh, that product in their own lives. Yeah, so it's it's a mixture of both. You know, when we do the research, you know, it's a collab more collaborative work. You know, you it's 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 always a good idea to you know hear what seller has in their mind, what they are trying to do. Maybe they are more trying to do their brand awareness, or maybe you know they just they are just targeting for a, a social cause. So it's you know it's it's a more collaborative work. So uh, after listening to the clients, you know, feedback, then we create an image plan you know see what would convert uh, convert really well so uh, it's few things uh, that we uh, that we can't uh, can't can't ignore is you know when we're creating the lifestyle images the first thing is is that lifestyle image being the product being interacted uh, with the model otherwise there is no point otherwise we can just use the stock image so the product has to be you know interactive with the uh, with the model or it or the short should be product focused. That is uh, that is one thing. So this, yeah. So we can you know uh, collaboratively you know we can we can get get to a nice image deck. Yeah, that makes sense. And I never think about too um, in going through kind of all the services and the things that concepts you have to really think about. And again, everyone, if you have a question about any of these kinds of uh, kind of topics or these like definitions, feel free to submit them. Uh, through and we'll, we'll kind of like monitor. I'm doing this on my end too, watching all of our different social media channels. Uh, if you're listening to this at a different time, we'll try to break this down as best case for you. If you have a question, submit it live, or if you want to go ahead and tag us, uh, we'll, we'll give the contact information for Kamal and his team later on. So thank you for joining us again live for everyone uh, who's watching on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, the, other, the other thing that when I was going through the different types of imagery, um, on Facebook or not on Facebook on Amazon, I never think about infographics, and I feel like that has has come a co come on strong, uh, specifically uh, later in 2020 and really in 2021, where it's just a space where either brands or just you can put so much information in this infographic, uh, but I never know what's the specifications that a seller has to use. Um, does it have to have, be so big of an image? It can only contain so much content. Uh, mm -hmm. maybe walk through kind of what Amazon yeah. deems as a good infographic. Yeah, no, the, the first thing that, you know, uh, infographics are a good question. Uh, the first thing that we need to make sure that we're not making any claims because that's against Amazon terms of service. Anytime we're writing something, please do not make any claims. The infographics is more to tell about your product that we're trying to, you know, uh, tell through the bullet points or, or the, piece that we cannot show in the image. Uh, let's say, you know, the bullet, people would read bullet points once they are interested in buying your product. First, they are just going to go through um, the image deck. So the infographics are really important to tell, you know, to can tell your, uh, the top features, maybe as I mentioned, easy to install or maybe easy to clean. Uh, things like these ones, uh, durable all those product features you can uh you can put it in as an infographics so uh th that way you know you're telling the whole story in those uh, in those images uh, for example there's so many products you know let's uh, for example I, I was giving the stroller example so the 
stroller has features like the pockets and stuff like that on the front side and it also has you know a few things in the back side uh so it's but the picture won't show like both sides so it's a, the infographic can tell those pieces which cannot be shown in a picture or you can do before and after uh, you can tell people uh like how you know uh what are the results before and after so using these infographics maybe the comparison chart what's your unique selling point uh when you're doing a product research your product has you know should have any unique selling point that you're trying to uh trying to sell on so that can also be part of your infographics and there are some simple products let's say uh you're selling a coffee mug it's a ceramic and there's not really you know it's it, it doesn't really, in the image people can tell that how many you know how much what's the volume uh, if it's a 16 ounce or 20 ounce so those are the things which are hard to judge on an image but you can tell that in an infographics so uh not just the features you can also show the benefits or or you can you you can do branding through the uh, through the infographics so it's it's super important uh what you're trying to you know uh what you're trying to say in those images uh there is no uh, limit how much you want to put it, but you, you don't want to make it look too busy. You want to keep your focus on the product and you don't want to write too much because if people really want to read, they can go back to bullet points. You want to make it short and concise and meaningful. So that's these are the few things that we need to keep in mind when writing the infographics in. Absolutely. And, and and that makes complete sense to me. And hopefully it does to any other sellers out there who are just kind of like getting started or kind of enhancing their brands. Uh, another thing that, you know, I never think of like these different topics. So it's kind of cool to walk through each of them with you. And again, all this is on your website. So it's really cool to consume and uh, real time talk about it. The before and after shot, I never think about like before you have a problem or solution, that's ultimately why entrepreneurs are there. They're there to solve a problem or a task or help help be a benefit to some mundane or task that's going on and bring some sort of benefit to you as a seller to help that selling uh, to a buyer to, you know, help move along the process of that, that sale. Um, what, at, two questions for this one. At what point can you get in trouble for falsified claims? For example, like, if I take a supplement, like I instantly, you show like a really skinny guy and you take a supplement like before, and then you take one and then after he's like super jacked or bulked up or something like that. At what point is it like it too far for a before and after claim image or things like that? Okay. So uh, yeah, that's a good one. When you're doing, let's say uh, supplements or something, when it's related to the health, and it's a long-term process, then you know, try not to use before and after. Before and after is mainly for, let's say you're wearing, you know, the common product these days is like face mask. Uh, you're wearing a face mask, that's a before, but now there's like face mask straps to avoid your ears, you know, the itchiness or something. So those are the more products that you can do uh, before and after let's say the posture corrector okay the, maybe you have a bad posture you put in a posture corrector and now you're straight so when, when it's more straightforward another example that is joe exerciser you know you can photoshop that you know you, you're, you're gonna have and once you use your this product after six months you know this is something that this can look like it's 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 just to you know uh sell your product it's it's the main image the main goal of the images is just to give you give the conversion rate so we don't want to make any claim which is harmful let's say if it's a supplement it's a really risky you don't want to you know make a claim 
uh, that can put someone in trouble, right? So it's more before and after is more on the easier or more more on those products which makes you know more sense. Maybe a heat mug of you know heat heated coffee mug. You know, the, when you pour coffee in it, the cup cup color uh, cup color changes. Those are the more products mm -hmm. where we can use uh, before and after. Uh, the claims where you want to be really careful is your copy because Amazon would uh, Amazon bots would find it maybe you know uh, right away or, or or a week after so images uh, it's people can't really you know your listing would won't go down unless someone reports it's mainly the main image when where amazon takes it seriously and uh, recently there was amazon policy that you can't really have fda free or bpa uh, bpa free these are also the claims that amazon doesn't like to have uh, on the images i was going to say another one i would think of top of mind like hot button issues like uh you know, prevents COVID-19 or something like that. Like on a, on a falsified claim where you can't really show kind of background or, uh, you know, proof on that kind of stuff. So like when you mentioned masks or any kind of PPE or even just like, uh, you know, supplements or things like that, uh, you you definitely want to make sure that you're careful, careful with those kinds of uh, claims as well. What is the one category, uh, maybe Kamal, that uh, people don't, they underutilize photography and maybe that you're just like, it's so frustrating. Like this happens all the time with category X, Y, Z. I, I never know why people don't do it better. And it's kind of like a, a like a pet peeve, if you will. Yeah. So uh, the main is, uh, you know, any product, which is like uh, the branded product or the wholesale products, you know, I see there's a huge uh, potential there uh, because when it's when when there's a private label product you know there's a high competition someone's going to make a better listing and every every everyone's going to you know start doing that but the wholesale products because they are relying so much on the brand name and the older reviews that they have so they are very underutilizing their their main image so that is the reason you know the private label sellers they are able to compete with the bigger bigger brands because there's such a huge you know areas of improvement uh, they would just snap one image and the product would still sell just because of its brand name so those brands they have a really high you know high potential uh, where they can you know uh, improve uh, improve their listing images or the other products would be uh, if let's say you know if the product is super reflective or it's made of a metal uh, or industrial products that's where you know you see a lot of uh, uh, areas of improvement because you can see there's a there's a reflection on the images and the product is not uh, visible nicely so these are some of the areas where you you, you can improve a lot but normally the private label uh, products it's it's competitive you're you're gonna see some really good images uh, uh, there and the common mistakes i can you know that reminds me of you know uh, poor photoshop you know when they're using the stock images you know they would it's super hard to you know uh, photoshop that product in a stock image so it just you know throws people off when the product is uh, badly photoshopped or it doesn't reflect its true color or true size so these are the common mistakes that uh, in in private label photography that we see uh, that we see but uh, but yeah overall private label sellers they are a lot better than uh, the wholesale or or other products and that yeah that makes complete sense to me what what about um going kind of back to and this is kind of in the same light when you're working with uh, copyrighted images or you're doing like uh, almost like not sponsored, but like branded goods, uh, whether you're working with like a supplier or just like you're directly buying from a specific manufacturer or whatnot. Um, how do how does one seller go about knowing what images that they own 
in images, they have to get actual approval for to use in whether it's like lifestyle imagery or any kind of like other uh, listings out there. Okay, so uh, the, on the images, you know, if you are taking the photos, you naturally, you know, if, if you're clicking the photo, you naturally own the copyright. Or let's say if you use any freelancer, if they're taking photos from scratch, they own the copyright. And uh, the only way you're violating the uh, the rules if you're using someone's photo, that's a, that's a no-no. Or if you're using photos from Google or some other website which are not licensed. So there's two options. I've been talking about it. One is stock images. Stock images, you know, are if for, for some of the pe people who don't know, the stock images are the common pictures of people, uh, lifestyle environment, or uh, any stock image that you can uh, find on adobestock.com, shutterstock.com. There are some free ones. They are licensed. Okay, they are licensed images, and you Photoshop your product in there. You should be fine uh, as long as you know you're not downloading that illegally. Uh, that should you know save your you know uh, uh, save your listing images. So other option is real life photography. If you are hiring the mo uh, real models, getting the photos uh, in the real life envir environment, your photographer or your agency naturally owns those copyrights. If if you know if someone does. Uh, you know, uh, steal your photos, what you can do, you can reach out to your agency. Like uh, what happens with us is if someone's stealing our client's photos, we would send them a legal, uh, le you know, our lawyers would send them a legal notice and they, we can get this sh listing shut down. But the common practice is just do not use any Alibaba photos, do not use any Google, do not use your competitor photos that will that will get you in trouble. And it's not just, you know, uh, it's not just about your listing suspension, but it's also about your, you're losing sales for those, that period of time when your listing is down, you're losing ranking, right? You're losing money on, you know, uh, yeah, it's, it's just get everything done nicely and you should be fine. Uh, if you do need a copyright, your agency or photographer can give you, uh, uh, and you know they can give you a document where they state that you know you have legal rights to use these images commercially. And yeah, that makes yeah that, that that's all very like scary to think about as a seller too. Because if I'm a seller, uh, I took away like obviously don't copy and paste anyone. Like just don't do it. it it's bad. It's obviously it's not the original image it's not yours, you can get legally in trouble. And that's where a lot of people don't think about it. It's just like, hey, it's the same product. So many people are selling it. It's from the manufacturer. Hey, always just triple check. Make sure that you can use those images, get that in writing. Hey, if I can use this image, what are the different ways I can do it? And don't infringe upon that agreement because you can have almost like a handshake, if you will, of with like an influencer. And we talked about this with a couple other guests and maybe you can kind of uh, touch on that Kamal of when you work with like other ways to brand your products on and off Amazon, what are, what are the ways that you are working with clients to maybe to say like, Hey, these are great images for Facebook or for um, like social media to drive traffic to potentially your listing or just like to build that brand um, offsite. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so we do get that a lot. So, you know, for example, so the, the Amazon listing images are different. For example, if you're, if you, if you're coming from Shopify, Shopify images wouldn't work on Amazon, but Amazon images would work perfectly fine on Shopify because it has a lot more information. So, okay. but when it comes to the social media, let's say the, uh, Instagram or, or Facebook, we kind of have to design in a, in a different way because the audience is different. 
On Amazon, consumer behavior is pretty much the same, but on Facebook or Instagram or other social media channels, you really have to grab attention, you know, uh, uh, of the of the audience in different ways. Facebook, you know, it also depends on what uh, video ads are working really well video assets and same thing with the uh, amazon has uh, the facebook has their own policies when it comes to you know the running digital uh, ads if you're using your image so amazon is totally different those images can work on shopify but for facebook instagram and other channels we have to slightly make some changes which would work more uh, uh, on that plat platform but generally we haven't really seen great conversion rate with amazon images from facebook and other uh, other methods, but EBC images can work on website. Okay, so why do you think that they're um, why they're not converting as well on one versus the other? Is it just because of why people go to those platforms and what they're expecting to see? Like for example, if I go to Instagram, I'm going to expect either just like a certain cadence of how image how images are being shown or video that how things are being shown. And when you flip yeah. it over to Amazon, it's going to be a completely different mindset. Is yeah. that kind of where the basics are? Yeah. So when someone's coming on Amazon, they're already coming with the buyer intent and uh, they go through the images. They, they, we know that they're looking for this product and we have seven images to show, uh, to tell the story. But on other platforms, it's not. There's just one image which where we want to grab the attention, where we want to sell them and we want them to click on a landing page, right? So, so it's a it's a different buying behavior on those platforms. On Amazon, it's a different. So that is the reason, you know, that they don't convert really well. But I'm not saying that you need to create everything from scratch, just the minor tweaks, which would suit that audience a lot better. Yeah, that that all, it all makes sense to me. And when people start thinking about it more in detail, when you start putting it out loud uh, and talking through it out loud, it, you know, why are people... What do you think is the number one reason why people are just like missing these these kind of key components? Is it just because lack of experience, or is it just like um, what are those things that main reasons do you think? I think uh, it's 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 a lack of uh, uh, listing. Uh, I would say listing education. You know, uh, sellers they have developed so many advanced techniques in ranking in PPC in keyword strategies, but uh, everyone thinks that the photography is so basic that there's there's you know there's not a lot to know more about but in reality it's different it's you know it you're basically that is your main storefront where you're selling your product so so yeah so i think it's lack of uh, uh, education when it comes to the listing is is the main part and also uh, it's maybe the budgeting problem you know they maybe the buyers they don't see the value that you know paying someone uh, you know, for this task is is important i'm not sure what exactly the reason is but but you would see a lot you know that uh, you, you mentioned about missing components uh, components you know some images some listings you would see that it's even missing the dimensions image right and sometimes the package includes image the minor images which are uh, minor things which which has a huge impact on the listing are missing so uh, so I think yeah, there's uh, so there's lack of uh, you know uh, lack of education in that part. So for each marketplace, obviously, because it's not just all on Amazon.com. Are you guys focused on just .com uh, clients and shoppers, or are you guys expanding internationally uh, to help like in different marketplaces and different cultures? Uh, 
Yeah, we're mainly, you know, we're mainly helping Amazon sellers for the Amazon listing images. Uh, uh, we do get clients, you know, who want images for the Shopify, but to be honest, our specialized, you know, our specialty is Amazon listing images. So we- Is that just for .com or is that for like .canada or like what other? It's for all, Okay. All Amazon. So the only things that we have to keep in mind, if you're Canada, then, you know, and the U.S., there's a metric system here. So we have to, if we're putting dimensions, it's in centimeters. Uh, same thing with the kilos and pounds. So these are the things based on the different marketplace. Uh, we change it. And some uh, copy does get changed, but overall, everything everything stays, uh, stays the same. Yeah. And I... Uh, going back to a specific image kind of thought on this podcast, when we talked about on our season finale last year, uh, when we were talking about the J Japanese marketplace and uh, for Amazon, and when we were just going through like a real life scenario of just like, uh, I think it was like dishwasher or some, some sort of like household uh, good that you can use to like wash clothes. And the imagery looks so completely different because it was just loaded with detail, loaded with content. It felt overwhelming to me as a shopper on .com specifically. So I don't know, like in terms of the cultural aspect, how are you always thinking, how is this gonna be perceived culture wise? Uh, that that that's a good one. To be honest, the majority of the sellers, you know, ninety nine percent, I would say, is either USA, Canada, UK, or Europe. So we haven't really seen that, you know, that cultural gap. But when I do come across any, you know, Japanese lifestyle imagery, <laughs> I would find out. <laughs> you should you should go and I and I challenge everyone who who hasn't gone into the Amazon uh japanese marketplace if you're just like searching on google obviously it'll direct you it will be only listings that you can buy in in japan clearly but uh just kind of going through the product photography it was uh it was with rita uh ritu java from ppc ninja and her specialty is uh the ppc ppc side of a business and amazon but it was really she's honing her craft into the japanese marketplace and that is talking about like four different kinds of uh it's almost like four different languages you have to speak in terms of your listings and your imagery and your uh, PPC campaigns. And it was just like mind blowing how much more you had to do because that was the culture. They have to talk in these kinds of different uh, languages, obviously in spoken word and also just picture and English and so on and so forth that you wanted to make sure you're optimized for all of those things. So thinking internationally, what's kind of maybe the next, maybe like, internationally, but like growth in general for 2021, where do you see kind of innovation hap innovation happening for like images and product photography? Because we haven't even touched on like 3D imagery or um, rendering and things like that. W where do you think that innovates uh, moving forward? Yeah, so the, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned about 3D rendering. So that is one of the growing services. You know, a lot of sellers are getting aware of 3D rendering. Uh, so that is one thing that will be pretty huge in you know coming years. And second thing, a lot of the sellers' awareness, you know, they are getting uh, brand registered. More and more sellers, they're getting their brand registered on Amazon. That comes with uh, A-plus content. So that also has a design, photography, and images in it. Uh, also the launch pad, A-plus content. So these are some of the things which will be pretty big in the coming years also if your brand is registered you can do display ads or, or or video ads so that will you know so the creative work is going to be very important in the coming years if you want to you know uh, compete on the top level awesome and while we're wrapping up and coming up to the top of the hour 
uh, or I should say, yeah, top of the hour, my clock's backwards. What am I doing over here? Uh, when, so for 2020, what were maybe just kind of recap for me, what were the biggest struggles for you guys and maybe where you think um, you're kind of excited about moving into a new year, kind of refocusing on the business or what, what's kind of that like mentality for you as a business owner, CEO, uh, kind of influencer, if you will. Yeah, so what I'm looking forward to, you know, in 2021, if, you know, COVID ends, if we're able to go back to, you know, the conferences and expos, that would be the best thing. You know, that's one thing that I've been missing. Uh, also, you know, I was organizing meetups uh, locally that has completely shut. We're, we're doing online, you know, virtual meetups here and there, but uh, nothing beats the live, you know, live events. So I'm really looking forward to meeting, you know, uh, experts, meeting uh other people, Amazon sellers at the expos. So yeah, if we if that can be done in 2021, we can get back <laughs> to normal life. That'll be that'll be the best part. Here's like hoping and wishing that we can finally like get out from under our desk and kind of like travel a little bit safely and securely. I know a lot of people are kind of itching and you know, as as kind of networkers and kind of people in terms of the service industry, we're we're not focused on like our seller side or focus focused on terms of like building partnerships, connecting with sellers, and that's hard to do. Uh, instead of like meeting up and grabbing a drink at a bar or just obviously meeting them at the booth and like walking through all your services. So definitely a difficult struggle, but I agree with you, Kamal, in terms of that aspect. Hopefully we can meet to get, uh, with people in person uh, here in the new year, but super excited to have you as a friend of the show now. Uh, thanks for jumping on. And uh, where before we obviously cap off, where are the best places that people can connect with you or the company uh, AMZ One Step? Yeah, you can uh, visit us at our website, www.amzonestep.com, or you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. It's AMZ One Step. Uh, yeah, it's the name itself. And Twitter is AZ One Step. You can also reach us out at info at AMZ One Step. So you can find us all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. You're, you're on all the social channels. So if you find and just search AMZ One Step, that's our takeaway for today. And thank you so much again for jumping on educating. I think we grabbed a lot of great, went through a ton of information. Just no one really thinks about photography as like such a conf, not convoluted, but a very specific and detailed layout of what you can do to innovate and grow as an Amazon seller. Because again, it's super important to stand out, helping people make that decisions and conversions. It's all, it's all a part of it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So Kamal, thank you so much again uh, for, for those who are again, friends of the show. If you're, this is your first time listening. Thanks so much for joining us on another episode of crossover commerce. Again, my name is Ryan Kramer. I'm the host of the show. We go live four days a week. It's crazy that we're kind of growing this thing into bringing experts and industry leaders on, not just on Amazon, but also in e-commerce and different, uh, different faculties and different ways that they can bring information to you. Again, we go live on LinkedIn. Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe to our channels on Ping Pong Payments or Ping Pong Global on multiple channels and subscribe for future episodes. You can follow me on social media. But again, if you want to listen to this in audio format and don't want to watch our beautiful faces appear live every single, almost every day, you can go ahead and listen on uh, Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your uh, podcast. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Again, we'll go live on Friday. We'll take a break tomorrow. On Friday, we'll be talking with Inreach and Chris Freiberger, uh, talking about connecting uh, partners as well as service providers and sellers. So it's kind of that marrying 
capacity of like how we can connect and find the right kind of services for Amazon sellers. So tune in live again, all our social media channels. I'm the host, Ryan Kramer for Ping Pong Payments. Thanks for joining us.